time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step 34, visibility. So we're about halfway through the latest session of Fledge, and what you can't see that we've worked on for the past three weeks is business planning and opportunity size and competitive analysis and just rethinking exactly what the focus of these companies are. What you also can't see is the work on the marketing plan and the sales plan and the beginnings of the stories that'll come in another month. The only thing that is visible are the names and the brands of these companies. And you know what? Last week, we changed half of the brands. And that's not at all an uncommon occurrence at Fledge. Right, the people who apply for an accelerator, they tend to be first-time entrepreneurs. In fact, I think it's 91 first-time entrepreneurs and one second-time entrepreneur. And first-time entrepreneurs, well, often they have yet to learn the lesson that brand is really important. Or, in some cases, they have a perfectly good brand, but they've changed what their company's working on, and they haven't changed the brand to go along with it. And so they're dragging along some history, and this actually happened this week. We talked about it, and they said, well, it's just too much, it's too much effort, it's too much work to change my brand. And my answer to them was, yes, it is a lot of effort, I give you that. But it's only going to get worse, right? If you succeed, and I do hope you succeed, and I hope every company that I'm helping succeeds, but upon success, a year from now, you're going to have way more customers, and it's going to cost you even more time and even more money to change your brand. And 10 years from now, if you if you are lucky enough to get that far, well, you're going to have a much, much bigger staff. You're going to have a huge footprint. You're going to have tons of customers. And at that point, you're really not going to want to change your brand. It's really expensive to do it then. Now is the only time that you can change it, right? You can't go back in time. You you can't turn back the clock a year or two and and pick the brand we're going to pick this week. No, no. The only thing you can do right now is to take the hit and move forward. Well, that said, there's always an exception. So one of the companies that we renamed this week We kind of renamed it. So I met the entrepreneur, the founder of this company, back in December at the Land Accelerator. She came as one of the 12 companies that that came to the one-week program I ran in Nairobi with with my partner, uh, World Resources Institute. And what's interesting about this particular company is that they applied with one business model, but before they showed up, uh, I got a bunch of emails from the founder saying, I have an opportunity. Should Should I go jump on it? And we talked about it, and the answer was yes. And so this was a company doing something else, and all of a sudden it becomes a company focused on honey production. And the name of the company was Chabana Farms. And it's a perfectly good name. Uh, It's somewhat descriptive. It has the word farms, which gives you some idea that it's in agriculture. But in terms of being a honey company, it doesn't scream out honey, uh, and it doesn't tell you where it's from in the world. Chabana I don't actually remember even what that means. But Chabana Farms is a company that did a lot of different things, and it's finally decided to focus on honey. So we looked at what names we should pick. What's a better name than that? Well, this is a company from Botswana in Africa. You may not have heard of Botswana, but you may have heard of the Kalahari Desert and the Kalahari Bushmen. And so that's one of the unique aspects of Botswana. So what happens if we just call it Kalahari Honey? Nice and simple. We, we take the place name that's most indicative of this part of the world, and it's, it's actually a special bee that's native to this part of the world. That's the bee that's making honey for us. And we decided to rename it Kalahari Honey. But 
This is a company that's already selling honey on shelves. It already has products on shelves in in supermarkets, not just in Botswana, but also in Namibia and in Lesotho. And and there might even be some that our distributors are sending to Zambia and Zimbabwe. So this is a brand that customers have in their homes right now. And so we don't want to just go cold turkey. We don't just want to jump straight to Kalahari Honey and then have our existing customers go to the store and they can't find the same honey because it has a completely different brand. And this is one of the problems of describing this rebranding effort on a podcast is you can't see it. But if you go to the description in this podcast, you'll find a link to a video that Fledge produced that shows our rebranding efforts and you can see the difference. You can see the old Chabana logo and you can see the new Kalahari Honey from Chabana Farms logo. And that's the solution we have. So we're going to keep the Chabana Farms name on the labels, just like, you know, Oreo cookies is from Nabisco, right? That, that kind of thing. We'll keep the Chabana Farms name on the labels for at least a year, maybe two. And then at some point in the future, when everybody's used to Kalahari Honey as our brand, we'll just remove the Chabana Farms. So if you're in the same boat, if you're thinking that your brand doesn't quite fit what you do or you want to find a better name for, for the company, you could do the same thing. You could have the two brands on there at the same time. It's, it's not the ideal situation, but it's better than losing a bunch of customers. Now, the other two that we worked on this week were, were much bigger issues, uh, much bigger changes. Uh, one of them is the largest egg producer, both uh, eggs for eating and eggs for chick production in eastern Uganda. And it came to us, and the name was God Cares Farms, which, again, is a perfectly fine name. We talked about the issue of bringing religion into business and how that might be off-putting to some of the potential funders for this company, let alone some of the potential customers. And so we all agreed. We agreed with the founder. We would find a name that didn't have that in there. And then we're then left with the problem that we could name it anything. And if you go way back to step 14, that podcast talks about my naming process. Well, the first decision you make is, are you going to go and have a descriptive name or just kind of a fun name? Are you going to be you know, something eggs in this case, or are you going to find a name like Amazon or Google that has nothing to do with what you're doing? And the entrepreneur wanted something descriptive. And so how do we, how do we wrap something around eggs or, or maybe eggs and chicks? And we looked at a few choices. And the one that popped out to me on his shortlist was Ore, O-R-E-E. And it popped out to me because it's it's a nice looking word. It's 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 it just looks nice in English, and it's not a word that I knew what it meant. I had to sh- go back and say, well, what's it mean? And it, and it turns out it's a name that he shares with his father, so we can call it his family name, and it it just means home in his home language. And so home eggs, okay, that that resonates pretty well. But the other reason I like this name is it ends in two e's, and egg starts with an e. And so I love to mush words together. That's called a portmanteau. And so we can take ore eggs and we can squish them together and take the space out and just make it ore eggs. And that's an interesting name. And that passes all my tests, right? My tests are what happens when you type it into Google? Is the domain available? Is anyone else using it? When you take an uncommon word in an uncommon language and you squish on an English word afterwards, well, your, your likelihood of having an overlap with something is... Is pretty rare and so it passed the tests and that's what we're going forward with it's ore eggs and the third rebranding this week well it, it's kind of a brand from the beginning because it's a project that's spinning out of kasi'i university uh, that's from kasi'i kenya in western kenya 
And the two co-founders, they didn't seem to spend more than 10 minutes coming up with a name for the application for Fledge because it was Africa Solutions Technology. So they went down the descriptive path without describing anything. And so we had a clean slate. What, what should we call this company? And what we do know, we haven't pivoted its idea at all. It's going to make power from small streams and rivers in Western Kenya. So it's an electric company focused on hydropower. It's not hydropower like Hoover Dam or the Grand Coulee Dam or the Three Gorges Dam. No, no, it's much, much smaller hydropower that doesn't divert the rivers at all. It runs with the rivers and, in fact, runs on the waterfalls. We already know where the first town is. It has a bunch of waterfalls. We're going to take power out of those waterfalls, take the water off the top, bring it back to the bottom, divert a little bit of the waterfall water, make electricity, power up a city that doesn't have power today. We agreed to go down the descriptive route, and my first thought was, let's just call it Kasi'i Power and Light, because that sounds big and established. It sounds like we're the official power company. But what I what I didn't know, and you know, I can't know everything about all the cultures in the world. This is why you have to do this with with natives. Is well, Kasi'i is not only the name of the city and the county; it's also the name of a tribe. And you know, the tribes get along quite well in Kenya, but you don't want to put one tribe above the other. So you don't want to try and force Kasi'i power on the other counties and the other tribes in the area. They may not want it, right? That that may be ultimately what, what forces the company to failure is that the other people just don't want to work with a, a company named after another tribe. So that was quickly vetoed. But it's okay to take words out of these languages. There, there's about half a dozen languages spoken in this part of the world. And the co-founder who's here, well, he speaks Kasi'i. And on his list, he had a word, I think it was Kiera, K-I-E-R-A, I believe it was spelled. And it sounded good to all of us with American ears, and it sounded good to all the people from Africa who are here. And, and yes, there's a bunch of people from Africa here. That's just what happens at Fledge. And so we talked about, well, should it be Kiera Power? Should it be Kiera Energy? Kiera Power and Lighting? You know, we, we worked on those things, but then we tried the test, right? We, we tried typing it into Google, and that's where it went wrong. Because Kiera, not only is it, a, is it an actual word in Kasi'i, and it sounds okay in English, but it turns out it's also a Japanese word. And so we threw that away. We said, we're not going to try and compete in that space with all these different things going on around this, or these words that all sound alike. So we took a step back and said, well, can we just add another sound to the end? Can we, can we grab another word like we did with, with ore eggs? Or can we add just one more letter? Can we just make it plural? It turns out that, in fact, the, the reason the word was on the list is that kiera means waterfall. So we said, okay, well, how do you do multiple waterfall? What's waterfalls in this language? And in this language, it doesn't just add on a letter to the end. It actually changes the first letter as well. So waterfalls turns into biera, and we tried that out on the Google test, and there was nothing. As far as Google knows, this word has never been used on the internet before. So we, we got the word for waterfalls, and then we decided that energy was the right name afterwards, and we are biera energy now. And then we went that day, started working on a logo. So I love to sketch out the logos, if not make the logos myself. And so I'm sketching out a logo, trying to figure out how to get a waterfall or, you know, a logo style waterfall. And on the waterfall, I had some lightning bolts because power, right? Really, it's just a first sketch. And the co-founder, he sees my sketch and he says, this, this is on the right path. But that, that lightning bolt there, 
Can we take that lightning bolt and, and swap out the eye in Biera for, for the lightning bolt? And so I say, great. Yeah, and I make a new image and put the B there for Biera and put the lightning bolt. And then bam, bam, it just pops. Right? And this is, this is marketing for you. This is, this is cr the creative process. B lightning bolt. And that's all we needed. And I guess I had the right font. The lightning bolt was just about right. And bam, that we just had a logo that just just works. Just a teeny bit of polish later, we started showing it off, and everyone else said, "Yeah, that that's it. That that's the logo." Except one mentor. One mentor said, "You know, it, it reminds her just a bit too much of superheroes. You know, like the S on Superman and the Batman logo and the Shazam lightning bolt and whatnot." And you know, I, I heard her, and she's probably right. But in this case, I think that's right. I think that's the, the feeling we need is, is superhero because we're bringing power to part of the world that doesn't have it. We're bringing power, right? Superheroes are about power, right? We're, but we're bringing electri electrical power in this case to a part of the world that doesn't have it. And we want them to have this iconic, simple logo to represent their power. Biera Energy's power that's coming to their homes. And so it's be lightning bolt. And on top of that, there's one more thing you have to consider. So most of you who are listening are from the U.S. or from Europe. And here, it doesn't really matter how complicated the design is because you're going to go to a professional printer to have your business cards made and have your signs made, right? Have, have the backdrops made, right? You're not going to try and hand, hand paint your logo on the front of your building, but you are going to do that in Africa. I've seen this with some of the fledglings, some of the fledgling graduates where everything around their building is just hand painted. I've seen billboards that are hand painted. And so if you just think about this particular company, they're going to have a lot of things around that need their logo on it. They're going to have buildings that are the powerhouses that have their logos. And you have to think of the places that this company is going to deploy their power don't have telephone poles today. They don't have power lines. And those telephone poles, well, we should show off. We should advertise that these are the Biera Energy power lines. And so there's going to be B lightning bolts all over the place, and they're going to be hand-painted. So the logo needs to be simple enough to hand-paint, and it needs to be simple enough that we could just make a stencil and let people spray paint, for that matter. And so I think we got the perfect logo for this company. Now, we've done this many, many times before. And so I highly recommend you go into the description of this podcast and in there you'll find links. There, there's always links if you haven't been there before. But in this case, there'll be a link to a video that shows off all the other rebranding we've done over the years. And, and we've done a lot because this is something that we can show off to the world. It's something that makes the world understand that we do something for the two months when the companies are with us. And the other place where you're going to get to see something about what we did with these companies comes in about a month when their stories are all polished and they've got up on stage and we'll video their demo day and I'll bring you snippets on the Next Step podcast so you can hear them as well. But you don't have to wait a month for the next issue of this podcast. We'll have that in another week. Until then.